I'm personally a big fan of journaling. There's something magical that happens when we let our stream of consciousness on the paper. So even a few journaling questions uh, might help, as in first become aware, as in where am I placing a self-judgment of myself? Which parts of me have I not accepted yet? And whatever comes up, I teach something called rare belief change model, which is actually very simple. It's just a way as to recognize that whatever I wrote, whatever judgment it is, might be limiting belief, whatever it might be, we place upon ourselves, we bring it to the surface. That is not brewing in our energy. It's not brewing in the back of my mind and hush, 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 hush. I put it down on a paper. I'll become aware of it because the only problem we can't solve is really the one that we're not aware of, right? Hello and welcome to the EverCoach podcast, the online destination for a coach that wants to create a positive impact in the world and make good money along the way. I'm your host, Ajit Nawalka, and every week I'll bring you the world's best thinkers, coaches, trainers to share some of their best ideas to solve real client problems, live a prosperous life, and be an even better version of ourselves. And my guest today is Lenka Latonska. I loved our conversation today between me and Lenka. I just absolutely loved it because what Lenka has done is something so unique and so easy to replicate in a way in your own coaching practice. It's a methodology that seems so simple on the surface and it's so effective in many ways. She calls it energy breakthrough method. It's such a unique methodology because what she does is she says, okay, we are all energy bodies and then we of course have skills to be able to transform people's lives using the mindset work and she integrates it really interestingly without getting like completely off the chart where you think what the heck is she talking about she actually stays very cognizant and aware of the fact that you can change your life by using energy and at the same point of time by also using your psychology and your language and your being so without further ado, I want to invite on Lenka Latonska to take you through this journey of understanding how to manage your energy and how to manage your language and how to manage your mentality to be able to create transformation for yourself and for your clients. So without further ado, here's Lenka. Hello, Lenka. I'm so, so, so very excited to have you today on the Evercoach podcast. Ajit, thanks so much for having me. I'm really looking forward to this. I love the energy that you bring to the table, to our conversations, and the kind of input that you've been able to bring in just by the way you are being. And that's why it was very exciting for me to bring you in today to talk about a topic that is different, that we haven't really discussed on the podcast just yet, which is the energy, the energy body of the human being that is the coach and that is the coachee. We'll get into that in just a second. But before that, for our listeners who don't know Lenka, would you mind giving us a little introduction, a little insight in your beautiful mind and your beautiful energy? <laughs> Thank you, Ajit. Well, I'll, I'll do my best to be brief. So I'm Lenka Lutonska, author of Energetic Selling and Marketing and co-creator of Energetic Breakthrough Method. And my uh, love, passion, zone of genius, call it what you like, is to uh, help coaches and uh, purpose-driven entrepreneurs to grow their impact by uh, by applying ourselves by working with our energy because it has got it, it to me is the biggest and most important currency on the planet and 
It makes the biggest difference in the way we market, in the way we sell, in the way we serve to others. So I'm all about energy and the impact it makes on us and people we serve. That's beautiful, Lenka. Lenka, how did you come about finding that energy was the source or energy was the secret, if I may? The not so secret secret, if I may. Sure. For for us at for us to become more empowered coaches, to be able to bring it to things that usually people wouldn't talk about, like bringing it into transformations for our clients or bringing it into selling, which is again a very unique proposition. How did you discover the idea of energy being everywhere and in everything? Um, in one millisecond, <laughs> it was about six years ago, probably now. And I was in a stage in my business where I was so freaking struggling as any new entrepreneur can struggle. I, uh, previous to that, two years before that, I lost once, you know, semi-successful six-figure coaching business, which I dearly love, but I managed to abruptly bring it to the ground within a matter of a few months. And uh, with that, I lost a uh, um, sense of self-identity as who I am now without my successful business and without my clients and uh, self-confidence. Um, I lost my confidence. So I went on anyway because I'm determined. I'll have my dream. I cannot give up on my dream. So I went out there and I told myself I'm going to absolutely rebuild my business. So I uh, did for two solid years what many of us uh, coaches and, and committed entrepreneurs do work 12, 15 hours a day, go to every freaking networking event I can find, go and as, do as many free speaking opportunities as I can as I can do and still struggling for clients, struggling for uh, to even pay my bills occasionally, uh, arguing with my husband, which we never argued before. It was disaster. And uh, in those uh, in those uh, days, I of course I uh, read I don't know hundreds upon hundreds of books about quantum physics, spiritual, you name it, to soothe myself to find the answers. Uh, and um, not that I did anything with it; I just read. But one time in in the garden, when I was still looking for the answers, what am I supposed to do to make this freaking dream of mine? And it's simple dream to help many people and to be well paid for it, how to make it happen. Because whatever I'm doing, however hard I work, it doesn't work. And uh, a question popped to me to my mind. And it was this, if you didn't care whether it will work out or not, or if you didn't give a damn what other people think of you, what would you do? And in the next millisecond, I knew the energy is answered. I, I knew in that same millisecond, I've got to merge business and spirituality. I just got to merge it. I have to come out of spiritual closet and stop caring about what people think of me, stop you know, caring about whether I'm credible or not, and start merging it and applying it for yourself. I knew the name of my first program. I knew everything. And within the next, next two weeks, I actually sold out my freaking first program, which was a huge thing. So that's when it started. Uh, and since then, I'm... I don't know. I it's I'm so blessed to be here, Ajit. So blessed. <laughs> That's beautiful, and and I totally resonate with with the with the message that you just shared, which is sometimes we hide parts of ourselves, like you were hiding your part of the energetic being that you are, uh, 
that we feel other would, would make others uncomfortable or something like that. And, and that, that leads us to kind of hide that and not ever able to be leaning into it and then eventually finding it like you did. What would be your message to our listeners today that may be experiencing something like that, where they are in the closet in many ways, where they, mm-hmm. they, haven't, they know they have these internal practices or practices that they do that help them tremendously, but they're mm-hmm. not able to encourage that or bring it into their coaching practices because of the dogma sometimes that is associated with it and the rules of the coaching industry and the rules of what a coach is and what not a coach is. What would you suggest, recommend, give us a thinking exercise or, or a being exercise that you may have mm-hmm. for individuals that are listening to this right now and going, I, I hear Lenka, I resonate with that. And I don't, I see that I'm not being that. What, what would yes. you recommend to them? Well, first and foremost, and I acknowledge it's not easy, but if there is, if we, if we feel that we're hiding some aspects of us that could be of service to others, we have to gather whatever courage we can and let it come out. The reason for it is because if we accept a part of that energy of hiding, we accept all of energy of hiding. And it will, in one shape or form, reflect in our business. For instance, clients may be hiding from us or they may not be engaging with us because every, every pattern that doesn't serve us, I believe, often reflects in our clients and in our businesses because I'm here to make a big impact. So I'm going to honor it and get over the judgment or possible judgment of others. Um, secondly, um, if you're scared of judgment, again, I get it. And it's a way of way of being, right? As in we want to fit in and we learn from others. We adopt those strategies. That's actually the lower levels of consciousness uh, that, that we, from which we want to build our businesses and uh, serve the clients by mimicking, by fitting into the boxes. But all, all judgment or fear of judgment from others is really a fear of judging ourselves. So I think the actual practical exercise, uh, if we want to then be more authentic and bring full of ourselves into the business, would be to look at, at what kind of judgments I'm imposing upon myself. Um, how am I judging myself? And let go of those. Learning, learn, learn to accept ourselves in all that we are. Because um, then, I'm not saying that we'll never ever in, uh, receive a piece of criticism. It would be unrealistic. But that piece of criticism wouldn't hurt us in the same way than it hurt us, or even the idea of it would hurt us when we are, no, don't make peace from within, right? So, I mean, so, I, so true, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, um, I remember one time I had a big article coming up in my native country, Slovakia, and uh, uh, it was a kind of tabloid. So I had hundreds and hundreds of horrible comments, a whore, a bitch, a fat cow, you know, any, any comment you can imagine. And I'm reading through it and I'm, I'm smiling. But few, few of those comments said that, oh, she's, uh, she's uh, working with British people. At least she should take some English lessons or what a horrible accent. Uh, that made me cry and it really stopped me in my track. 
and it got to me so much. So I knew this is the type of kind of judgment I'm putting on myself because it's really hitting the nerve, even the idea of it. So they just showed me, Helenka, you better start accepting yourself and the way you are and the way you speak and the way you, your accent, because otherwise you're going to get it left, right and center. And it will prevent me then from serving many more people or showing up for many more people. Right. So radical self-acceptance, I would say, is the we have to do it. All of our coaches, if 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 we want to be of full service, radical self-love and acceptance with no judgments, I think is the key. That's that's so beautiful. And I feel I resonate with that story because that was my story as well for a minute, for a hot minute. I I I had some people tell me that that I wouldn't make it because of my accent and the color of my skin. Um, and I was like, why, why would somebody say that? And, and initially, while I, while I said that on the, on the surface internally, I know it stopped me for years before I could get past it and accept myself like you did. Uh, mm -hmm. what was, if, if you were to give, and I want to talk a little bit more towards the energetic breakthrough method that you have, but, but before that, if you were to give one insight to somebody on building a practice of self-acceptance and not having judgment towards yourself. Is there something that you could go, hey, do this and it'll help you with your self-acceptance? And I know I'm trying to hijack maybe hours of training into like a minute here, but but is there something that can be offered on this podcast? Um, of course. Well, first and foremost, I'm, I'm personally a big fan of journaling. There's something magical that happened when we let our stream of consciousness on the paper so even a few journaling questions uh, might help, as in first become aware, as in wh where am I placing a self-judgment on myself? Which parts of me have I accepted yet? And whatever comes up, uh, I teach something called rare belief change model, which is actually very simple. It's just a way as to recognize that whatever I wrote, whatever Mm, judgment it is might be limiting belief whatever it might be we place upon ourselves that it's um uh, we, we bring it to the surface that it's not brewing in our energy it's not brewing in the back of my mind and hush 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 hush, hush. i put it down on a paper i'll become aware of it because the only problem we can't serve we can't solve is really the one that we're not aware of right so uh and then uh a knowledge rare ra a knowledge that that statement that judgment that belief is not full truth it's not me it's simply an energy it's a thought all thoughts already exist it's just what i'm uh, used to interact with but it's not not me and so we dissociate ourselves a little bit from it um and then uh reframe i mean this is of course the coaches we do know the reframing part where we offer ourselves to step back a little bit and perhaps uh, assume a role of a nurturing parent because typically uh at least from my own experience when we fall into these vulnerabilities where i'm judging myself or even when we practice the victimhood limiting belief or anything like that uh my normal uh, approach would be just grow up lenka <laughs> grow up snap out of it you can't afford to think like this but instead what we can uh, do and this is how, how i believe we can let go fully of uh, you know the those self judgment is to approach those parts of ourselves or self judgment from the point of view of nurturing parent as if the little one has got tantrum we are not gonna criticize them for it or tell him to grow up tell them to grow up we're going to attend to them and uh, acknowledge you know I you know I have got the right to 
feel like this or think like this sometimes, but it, there are other ways to look at this. And then we'll start to reframing ourselves. What are possible other ways to look at it? How would, let's say, my higher mind sees that, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, this is very smoothing process. And then E, rare, is to, when we feel the shift that I let go of that, then uh, we embody that shift via some action because this is where the point of change happens. So we demonstrate that shift. We demonstrate that we let go of, let's say, the judgment or limiting belief or whatever it might be. So this is a little journeying exercise I uh, often do on all sorts of things, not just on uh, self-judgment. And the other other one is, which is, uh, I didn't come out with it. I believe it was Lisa Nichols. I've seen it practicing first and it's so beautiful. Simply mirror work where we look deep inside of our eyes and connect with ourselves and simply say to ourselves with uh, as much love and meaning as we can, where we say to ourselves, I love you. I'm proud of you. I acknowledge you. And practice this because even with, with for some of us it may be quite challenging at some point so i, I love uh this work yeah it's beautiful i i love the rare exercise the journaling i love journaling and i love the mirror work that you suggested i really want to highlight some of the things that you said here because i think these are very very important pieces and i want everybody to capture it uh, firstly you brought attention to its awareness which i think is is amazing because a lot of times, like you said, actually, uh, that if you don't know what is happening, you can't work on it. I'm paraphrasing you right now for how quickly mm -hmm. I could write down the notes. Uh, but I think that's a big highlight for me uh, right now on what you just said is to bring awareness because if there is no awareness to it, you're not going to be able to work on it. So bring it to your attention. Uh, the second thing that you said that really stood out for me was thoughts are already there. All the thoughts are there. It's more about you interacting with a particular thought more often and hence choosing it to be your being. Again, I'm paraphrasing you. That's right. Associating ourselves that it's me. It's me. That thought is me. Yes. Yeah. Versus there are so many other. You can choose a different thought and then that will become you if you want to. Um, and you said something which I think is brilliant as well is, is to be your own parent. Be a nurturing parent to yourself. You don't tell your kids to when they, they when they are in trouble just grow up you don't you don't do that so don't do that to yourself be loving and nurturing to yourself and that would help and and lastly uh what really stood out for me and there was so many golden nuggets in that brief uh conversation that we had is to embody embody the change that you are experiencing embody what is happening for you so so those are some amazing amazing quick tools that i feel that you shared so briefly and so quickly, and and I know you're you're a, you're a war chest of of all those amazing tools that you that you teach to your students in your in your program. So before we started this podcast, Lenka, we were briefly chatting about how a lot of coaches tippy-toe into the understanding of spirituality and energy and and life work that they do, which is more to do with the mind most of the time, and sometimes to do with the body. And I really love how you integrate the power of what we can think and, you know, like the stories that we can make and also bringing it to the balance of spirituality and energy. So I would love for you to talk a little bit about that and how that has been impactful in creating change in your clients' lives. Mm -hmm, absolutely. First, perhaps I should define then uh, what I mean by energy or personal energy, because <clears throat> sometimes, you know, what is it? 
Well, um, we best understand what is energy and what impact it has on other people when uh, we recall experience and we all experience something like this. When we walk to the room full of people and we naturally navigate towards some people and uh, we can talk to them for hours. And sometimes uh, have you ever experienced that you walk into the people, uh, the room and there is somebody you don't know what it is about, but it's something not quite right about them. So uh, that's what, what, who or what sends those messages is the energy that emanates from within us. And it's nothing really magical. It's simply a, a collection of belief and mindsets and attitudes uh, we have in, uh, in various subjects of life or how we apply that energy, what we believe about us as a creators and structures of our reality, uh, what we believe about other people, what we believe about the world, about marketing, selling money, etc. And all of that creates our personal individual's energetic blueprint. It actually emanates from us. So what impact does it have? A uh, huge impact because, for instance, when we are uh, in business, marketing, selling, let's say all of the coaches, we need to learn how to market and sell effectively. And don't we learn, blimey, don't we uh, learn all those powerful selling techniques and powerful marketing techniques? And we take a course when somebody says, this is this is secret it's it's a brilliant blueprint do step by step and it's gonna work for you and you take it and we we do it step by step exactly absolutely we implement it and then nothing why <laughs> if it works for one person and they swear by it and it didn't work for others well because we cannot copy or take away from somebody the energy our words our techniques they will say part of the story our energy that's all of the story. That's that's a huge part of communication between people, our uh, our energy. So it has got massive impact um, on everything, um, the way we market, the way we sell, the results, and of course, the way we serve. And of, the second thing I would mention here is the preposition, presupposition, or con, I call it convenient belief, but it's built probably well proven by this point, by science that everything is energy. We've all heard it, right? And I think by this point, it's, it's difficult to argue with it logically because it's been proven so well. But what, the, what is the implication of this really for us as a coaches, as a client, if everything is energy? So I'd like to share with you, if that's okay, or with the listeners, just a couple of applications of this. How does really, what does it mean inside of that coaching relationship and business, coaching business? Well, first of all, what it means is if everything is an energy, then our clients are not, uh, uh, the, are, will reflect everything and anything that is happening inside of ourselves, the reflection of our consciousness, because we experience ourselves through other people. We experience ourselves through other people so that uh, when we experience something in our business for our clients that we don't like, the first thing that I'll tell to my client is, how are you going to break that pattern? Tangible example, <clears throat> that, and I've been guilty of it, you know, maybe, maybe more of us. I had um, quite recently uh, a coaching client, Joanna, who... Uh, has got research agency and pan, uh, pandemic quite negatively impacted her business. And uh, she, for bless her, almost for the last money, signed up for coaching because, look, you know, I'm going to lose it anyway. So I might as well give this a go, but I want to 
uh, I believe there is something in the energy that I can turn my business around. And uh, as we started to work together, she got into the point where she said, Lenka, I now have got way more interest from corporate clients, but not one is buying. They're all waiting. They're all waiting to either that's uh, maybe uh, later, it's not the right time or all waiting. What do I do with it? And of course, we can do the tactics. Sure, there is a value in it. But whenever the client tells me about any pattern that their clients have, and it's a pattern, it's a, because it's not one client, it's, it's a definite pattern. It's all, I believe, with everything is energy, that it's reflecting internal patterns. So I said, Jonah, so how does that reflect your pattern of waiting? Where do, you, where do you do waiting in your life or business, in all areas of, of your life? And she had to reflect on it, and she found probably 10 things. She was waiting for better circumstances to sell the house, but she was dreaming about this big house. She was waiting for X, Y, Z. So, okay, you want to have the great clients? You do it first. Be embodiment of it. Be perfect match to it. So she broke that pattern then by she put her house on the market and she took those steps uh, that would break that pattern of waiting. I kid you not, we, this is within two to three weeks. Uh, the house was sold for 50K more than she wanted. She got her dream house and all of that thing, those things happened because she stopped waiting. But she cleared all that waiting list. She got suddenly 120K client, 60K client, 80K client, boom, 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 like that. She got within those few weeks, not just back on track in her business, but back on the growth trajectory. And that's by breaking one pattern, you see. So, so this is something worth bearing in mind that our clients uh, and their behavior, even their challenges, very much uh, will reflect uh, often the, the, the patterns that we want to break ourselves. So that's one. And the other one, for the purpose of time, is the one pattern that uh, is quite, I find quite detrimental for us as a coaches. Uh, and many of us practice, and again, I used to practice it quite a lot, is uh, saving client or need to save clients rather than empowering them to change. So uh, now I'm sure this is uh, many men will identify with it, but I know for us women, this is like chronically, for, for us women, they're chronically, uh, not, I don't want to use the word bad but we do it a lot, generally speaking, as in we, uh, we, we, we adopt that role of over-devouring mother when we've got a client, so I'm going to bloody make sure they get the results no matter what. You know what? Screw my boundaries. I'm there 24-7, and I want to help you. I'll discount my fees. If you can't afford me, I'll discount my fees because you can afford them. And uh, th there are so many things that we can do when we step into that saving mentality but really truly what we're doing at the end is just making them codependent codependent on ourselves and uh, not allowing them to use great power that them they have within themselves to change and to grow and you know with our guidance of course so uh, I personally identified uh, quite earlier on in, in my business that that's what I was doing and I would be over delivering like crazy working long hours exhausted and feeling resentful uh, blah 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 so uh, breaking this pattern and leaning into how can I stop saving others and empowering my clients, again, change the whole game 
including the results my clients get because they have far bigger, better opportunities to get those results. I love how you highlighted some of the patterns that we know for sure uh, coaches go through. I, I love that. Help us go through a little bit more in the energy break, breakthrough method. We understand what energy is now. You've explained it to us. You've given us some examples on how it really translates. But what is this method that you are talking about? Mm -hmm. Energetic breakthrough method brings together um, uh, several worlds that we already know of. Neurolinguistic programming, I'm a master trainer and have been for 14 years. Shamanism, my, uh, my co-founder, co-creator and uh, dear colleague, Sarah Nigas, has been uh, using shamanism with corporate clients, with her coaching clients. But ultimately what it is, is the coaching methodology that helps us personally to work with the energy via energetic tools to unlock what we call flow in life. So to break those patterns that no longer serve us and to get to the higher level, highest levels of consciousness um, through me and as me. And at the same time, use these tools for our clients so we we'll, can serve them way more powerfully. So um, it, it's been in work for some time uh, uh, because, you know, it's working with the energy and still energy is so intangible. So the, the, the work has been how do we translate those big concepts of energy into the very practical, easily understandable tools that uh, every coach uh, can easily replicate and get incredible results personally, but also with their clients. And from what I understand, you're running right now an introductory challenge that introduces people to the idea of uh, EBM. And, and people can actually learn a few tools and techniques that they can utilize in their practices, right? That's right. A three-day training called Unlock the Ultimate Flow, and it's introduction into energetic breakthrough method, and it's uh, freely available. <laughs> oh, it will be three, hopefully, beautiful training sessions with some practical tools uh, involved, uh, and we're starting in just a few days. That's awesome. We're going to link up the, the direct link to that challenge below the episode in the in the show notes. We, we highly, highly encourage for you to go check it out. Again, like Lenka mentioned, it has a lot of elements that you will personally benefit from. So even before you can use those tools into going out uh, in the world and use it with your clients, you'll be able to use it your, in your own patterns and be able to recognize them and be able to break them to create an even more empowered yourself in 2021. Lenka, any closing thoughts that you want to leave with uh, for our coaches that are listening to this right now? You know what? I just want to really just say to every single one coach that is listening, thank you so much for the work you're doing. I mean, it's so needed. So I really want to honor everyone. And I want to thank you, Ajit, uh, person behind Evercoach. Again, what a beautiful glue and magnifier of the coaching world. So needed. And so I'm very grateful, very grateful. So just thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. And I'm grateful for knowing you and working with you, Lenka. I think you're a beautiful person and you are doing amazing work in the world. Thank you so much for taking the time, Lenka. Thank you so much for introducing us to Energetic Breakthrough Method and telling us all about your journey. I'm sure it's very inspiring to everybody that's listening. Thank you so much. 
I am certain you loved our episode today. It was quick, but it was powerful, which is what I love about this episode, which is why I also invite you to take this three-day journey that Lenka has crafted for coaches specifically that talk about the energetic breakthrough method. I really, really invite you to go check it out because I think it might be something that you need to hear, you need to practice to firstly change your own life And then at the same point in time, use this methodology to be able to change lives or others. I'm super excited for you to take this challenge. The link to this challenge is available in the description box below or the show notes below. Go ahead, check it out, and I will see you in there as well. Thank you so much for listening. This is Ajit Navlaka, and you're listening to the Coach Podcast. I am your host, Ajit Navlaka, and every week on the Evercoach podcast, I will bring the world's best thinkers, coaches, trainers to share some of their best ideas to solve real client problems, live a prosperous life, and be an even better version of ourselves.